J.C. Corcoran Podcast. I used to be Irish Catholic, now I'm an American. You know, you grow. Yeah. I was from one of those Irish neighborhoods in New York. One of those kind of uh, parish schools. Wasn't typical, it was Corpus Christi was the name of it. Could have been any Catholic church, right? Our Lady of Great Agony. St. Rita Moreno. Our Lady of Perpetual Motion. What's the difference, what's it called? You know. I do have a wife and I have a child, I, have, I procreated. So weird though, you have, you know, you have a wife and you have to have sex all the time, it's kind of weird and everything. Because you know, when you have sex, I mean, what do you say? You, know, you can't say the same thing over and over again for like 30 years. Feels real good, baby. You know, you ever yell stuff makes no sense, even you, a quart of milk, a dozen eggs. Snickers, a fistful of peanuts in every bar! I always want to hear Swedish people do it. Sure, da fu, da fu, da fu, sure, da fu, da fu, da fu. Or Irish would be so innocent, you know. Oh, wouldn't that be good now, you little baby? And the man says, you're magically delicious. That's why in these days I'm happy for someone who's sensitive to the feelings of others. You may call it political correctness, but I say it's sensitivity. I congratulate St. John's University for changing their name from Red Men to Red Storm. I mean, if I am with a Native American, would I like Redskins and Cleveland Indians or the Notre Dame fighting Irish? There hasn't been an Irishman in that team since 1906. It's 10 black guys and a Latvian kicker seeking political asylum. Did you do an episode of Touched by an Angel? Oh, my God. Where did you get that? Yes, I did. <laughs> Beck, it was John like the, is backing out of the studio <laughs> as we speak. You know, what happens, they, they tape my scenes the first day. And then I would go in and watch, like, Roma Downey and, and Della Reese, you know. And I felt so sorry for these actors because they're, they're doing the same script for six years. <laughs> and then Roma Downey talks to you like she's like the lead of a cult. You know, it's a, to where her eyes don't blink and she gives you that transparent look. And she says the same things every week. Treat your neighbor as yourself. And God helps those who help themselves. And it's creepy. And you're there the whole week listening to this stuff. And, and when your old man comes home drunk, make sure you put your dukes up and protect your face. Oh Float like a butterfly and, and bob and weave or I'll smack the living hell out of you. And when he passes out, you grab the oranges and you throw them in a pillowcase and you beat him around the buttocks and genitalia and the back and you break his nose and when he comes to you just tell him he fell down the stairs the drunken fool there was a wild colonial boy Jack Duggan was his name he was born and raised in Ireland in a place called Castle Maine he was his father's only son his mother's pride and joy And dearly did his parents love That wild colonial boy Brian Dennehy Now I'm just getting warmed up Happy to see you again Don't be nervous, don't be rocky You're a teenage guest is jockey now And let me begin by wishing you a beautiful look Did that
It is Thursday, March 17th, 2022, St. Patrick's Day, 244 days remaining in our American democratic system as we have known it. How you doing, kids? It's JC. It's our St. Patrick's Day show. We'll get to all that stuff in just a couple of seconds. As many of you know, I have three daughters. I like to see opportunities for women. I like to know that as my daughters get uh, to an advanced age and they stretch and grow and uh, consider all different possibilities, jobs, activities, and things like that, it's great to see uh, opportunities for women open up. One of the areas is sports. A lot of women who participated in sports, who follow sports, who grew up in a sports family, and who know just as much, if not more, about sports than some of their male counterparts. That having been said, there are some women who think they know something about sports, and they really don't. I don't know who this woman is they have on uh, Fox 2. She appears to be very, very tall, sort of a large woman. And uh, she was talking this morning about how the Cardinals were having hitting practice yesterday, commonly known as batting practice or BP, and that uh, all of this was part of the activities in southern Florida at spring break as opposed to spring training. (laughs) Try again, honey. Try again. All right. Speaking of spring training, or spring break if you prefer, um, Jack Flaherty, shoulder. Didn't he have that last year? Didn't he have that? Why are we still talking about Jack Flaherty's shoulder? Uh, Adam Wainwright, experiencing arm soreness. That's all we know. But again, if you if you do follow sports, you know that oftentimes in spring training, when a pitcher shows up and he's like, there's a sore arm or a sore elbow or something like that. It only seems to take a couple of days before they say, out for the season. We certainly hope that is not the case with Adam Wainwright. Yesterday morning, there were stories floating about the idea that John Mozeliak might be interested in Trevor Story the Colorado Rockies, and they might be, oh, too late. Minnesota Twins got him. Thank God, Carlos Martinez and his hairspray of different colors, he's gone. That boy was not all there. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, a lot of people talking about uh, the Cardinals possibly interested in him. He's gone to the Phillies. Chris Bryant, another free agent. I don't think he was going to come to St. Louis after some of the things that he said about our lovely city. Uh, he's off to Colorado. He was something like an $85 million contract. He's set for quite a while now. You think some baseballs might go flying out of Coors Field with him? Why do we even bother having laws anymore? Nobody seems to be following them. The latest, I thought it was a joke yesterday when somebody said, yeah, Jesse Smollett, they let him out of jail. It's like, what, he's in jail for like two or three days? He's supposed to be in for five months. How the hell did he get out? Well, I already told you, nobody follows laws anymore. The Fed raised interest rates by a quarter point. Yesterday, I heard one of the analysts say that they're hoping to bring inflation down from 8% down to about 2% in two years. So apparently we're going to be dealing with this for a while. See, Nancy Pelosi, yesterday during the Zelensky speech, she, they showed put a cheerleader outfit on her. She was just jumping up and down like, isn't this great? Isn't this great? Isn't this great? It's like, take it easy, Nancy. All right. 
We don't like Putin. None of us do. We understand what's going on here. This guy's getting on everybody's nerves here. You know, it's one thing when you start talking about the atrocities of war, the the awful realities of war, where uh, people are killed, perhaps unintentionally, you know, buildings with children in them and women and stuff like that. No, no, no. He's aiming right at them. These aren't, you know, casualties of war. They're just, you know, harsh realities. He's aiming at these people. He finds out about a hospital or a community center where people are all huddled in there, and he targets it. I don't want to see World War III either, but I don't want to see this continue much longer. They say Putin is uh, having people test his food for him. That's how you know you're a beloved leader. Yesterday, there was news that they launched missiles into some sort of community center and a hospital and stuff like that. They say several hundred hostages are in there. They got people in there and they won't let them out. And then I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but uh, somebody released the video from a long time ago of Putin wrestling a bear with his shirt off, of course. They say they, they, they think that he might be taking steroids. His uh, whole His face and everything seems to have doubled in size in the last couple of months and you know we know from all of the information that has been released about steroids in recent years that it can make you irritable and it can make your moods swing all over the place it's like a man having pms or something like that personally i can tell the man is on steroids yesterday he held a news conference and said i'm not here to talk about the past <laughs> good morning everybody He was a peaceful man, if you know what I mean. The cops picked up the pieces after Clancy left the scene. He never looked for trouble, that's a fact you can assume. But nevertheless, when trouble would press, Clancy lowered the boom. Oh, that Clancy! Oh, that Clancy! Whenever they got his Irish up, Clancy lowered the boom, boom, boom. Oh, man, now they got another guy, Daniel Esteve, is his name? He's down at spring training. He just did an entire spring training report while we were doing this. He's standing outside the gate. No interviews, no players, no nothing. He's just standing out on the street. There's cars going by. He's like, I'm having a great time down here. The hell is going? That constitutes a legitimate live shot now? Look, Daniel, we're going to send you to Cardinal Spring trying to go down there and hit it out of the park, okay? <laughs> you see what I did there? All right. Okay, I'll go stand outside the gate. The hell is going on? The hell is going on? Oh, I was talking about this uh, thing about Putin. They're talking about him wrestling a bear, and they were showing the video. I had to wrestle a bear once. This was one of those things where I, I was very young, very young. I was 23 at the time, and I took a job at a top 40 station in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Back then, you know, any job that opened up, you just wanted to be on the air. You are trying to build your career, build your resume, and, and so you just sort of took whatever was there, and in my case, I figured, okay, it's three hours from Chicago, and it's in the Midwest, and sure, what the hell, Fort Wayne. Then you get there, you just figure it's another small town in mid-America, and you're like, you guys are living like this every day in this place? Good grief. But I did it, and you know one of the things you did. You always had to. You always had to be a clown ass back then in radio. You know the circus or something comes to town, and they're like, "Okay, we're sending you out to wrestle a bear." I'm like, "Excuse me, baking powder? 
And I don't worry, don't worry. They do it all the time. It's part of the thing. I'm like, oh, all right, maybe I'll go. It'll be fun. One right, one of the guys that was with the other disc jockey out there, they made him try to catch a greased pig. So they greased up a pig, and then they turned the thing loose like in a pen, and then the disc jockey had to go run around try to catch this pig. Even if you caught him, he'd slip right out of your arms because he's a greased pig. So I get this guy, and I'm in a cage. It's about the size of a trampoline. There's like 10,000 people watching this thing, okay? And they're like, okay, and now here's J.C. Cochran. And the guy tells me, all right, you know, get in there. I'm like, well, hold it. Do I get any sort of instruction or anything like that? No, get in there and wrestle the bear. You know, the trainer's in there. It's me, the trainer, the bear, and the, and the trainer's got a long rod of some sort, which he uses to control the bear. Well, I had watched a couple of people in front of me try to wrestle the bear, and they get you know knocked on their ass in the first five seconds. And I thought that I had remembered something somewhere along the line where somebody told me that the front paws of a bear are much shorter than the back legs, if you will, not the paws, but the arms. So like your 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 the bear's arms were short. And I even thought that I had remembered somebody saying that if you were being chased by a bear downhill. That's what you try to get. Try to get the bear going downhill because the bear's arms are so short that if it starts running downhill, it'll actually go like head over heels and start tumbling and maybe then you can get away. I don't know if that's true or not, but I thought that I had heard somebody say that. So I'm like, hmm, front paws are short. All right, so I get into the cage with this bear and this guy with this rod and the bear comes lumbering over to me and I push down on his head. Because I figure if his arms are short and he can't, he can't get the leverage, so I'm pushing down on his head. And the guy, the trainer, says, no, no, you can't do that. I'm like, the fuck, I can't. There aren't any rules here. You put me in a cage to wrestle a live bear, I'm going to do whatever it is that I think I can do to win. So we go at it again, and again, I push down on the bear's head, and the bear sort of can't get up on his hind legs. Well, now the trainer takes the rod and he starts hitting me with it you can't do that you can't do that like why i can't because i'm winning he hits me with the thing again i'm like hey cut it out and so i couldn't push down on the bear's head anymore and like five seconds later i got a bear on top of me and i lose i'm so glad that i can lead a much more dignified (laughs) dignified life now here on saint patrick's day I met at Galway Bay with seamen push up stools. They were giggling like the Carlings and playing pocket pool. They washed their balls and stopped that night and bid their last goodbyes. We're off to kiss the blinds, don't so zipper up your fly. Well, such your undies, laddies, you're on your way to bloody. With Gerald Fitzpatrick and Patrick Fitzgerald, the two gay Irishmen. Look at up your bags, cry Pat McGroin, it's time to pick your seat. Well, patio furniture grabbed the wheel, Dick Burns turned up the heat. They fiddled and diddled all full of malarkey, the trousers felt the lump. So the Baldies grabbed the Johnsons and they gave them all a pump. Well, but you're on these laddies, you're on your way to Blunny. With Gerald Fitzpatrick and Patrick Fitzgerald, the two gay Irishmen. Well, Peter Hickey, Dick O'Shea kneeled down and Philip McCann. Dick Long pulled out a shillelagh and with it led the band. Well, Phil McCrick 
and started snicking and lipperkin in the cab. The bus began to rumble and the heads began to bob. And so they kissed the blanny stone and grabbed the gift of gab. Cunnilingus snapped the portrait in front of that mossy slab. And all they had on with the smiles on their faces are grinning from ear to ear. From left to right, I've got up the names, I'll tell you who was there. Well, but you're on the days, you're on your way to Blonnie. With Pat McGroin, patio furniture, Dick Long, the bottles of Johnson's, Peter Hickey, Ricochet, Neil Down, Philip McCann, Dick Burns, Phil McCracken, Michael Fitzpeter, Peter Fitzmichael, Morris, Chris Henry, Henry Fitzmaurice, Gerald Fitzpatrick, and Patrick Fitzgerald. The two gay Irishmen, the two gay Irishmen, the two gay Irishmen. I'm sorry you had to hear, <laughs> you had to hear that. All right. St. Louis and Missouri making it on national TV three times yesterday for all the wrong reasons. March Madness is getting underway. In the case of one team of cheerleaders, the emphasis is on mad. As Megan Alexander reports, one member of the squad was furious over what she calls offensive sideline taunts. A college cheerleader storms off the court. Her coach follows, and she's just as upset. She points to someone behind her. So what went down? The cheerleader says right before she stormed off, a player on the opposing basketball team lashed out at her, using offensive language that left her stunned and fuming. This was after he looked me dead in the eyes, an innocent cheerleader, and told me to shut the blank up, she tweeted. The cheerleader is Hannah Koning, a senior on the cheer squad from St. Bonaventure University in New York. There they are on the sidelines as the Bonnies play in their big NCAA game. We got a little extra there. Things got heated with their opponents from St. Louis University. Hey, it's March Madness. But nothing prepared the cheerleader for the verbal abuse she says she suffered from the player, identified in published reports as St. Louis University freshman Jordan Nesbitt. I spoke with Tom Seip, a reporter for the St. Bonaventure newspaper who witnessed the cheerleader walk-off. Everyone seems outraged that this even happened. In the heat of the moment, we get that the emotions are high, but in a setting like that in a college basketball game, that's that's not what anyone wants to see. So let me see if I have this right. In the heat of battle, a cheerleader is cheering along there, and a uh, and a guy from SLU's basketball team tells her to shut the fuck up, and somehow that ends up on national TV? I'm not getting that. I'm sorry. All right. Off to St. Charles we go. Oil prices have slipped back down. Some people don't want to be caught short. But as Jim Murray tells us, hoarding gasoline can be dangerous. Gas hoarding is reaching fever pitch. Social media is loaded with panic buying at local gas stations before prices spike any higher. This is a no-no. Too many gas containers inside an SUV. Here, a massive storage container is filled with gas. I don't feel like this is okay. And when this pair used storage tubs, this woman expressed astonishment. I saw a man and a woman filling up plastic tubs, uh, plastic water bottles. Trudy Pagano is a real estate agent in St. Charles, Missouri. I go, aren't you worried at all about those spilling or what could happen if you get in an accident? And she said, nope. <laughs> so leave it, to, leave it to Missouri. People go to the gas station. They don't have gas cans. They have like a 
a plastic tub that they buy from Lowe's or Home Depot, and they start filling that up, and they put that in the back of their SUV. Way to go, Missouri! Give us more of that national television exposure. Okay, I said I had three things. I can't find the third. I don't know what I did with it. If I find it, I'll play it for you tomorrow. I want to play this for you. This is John Heilman. John Heilman was on with Colbert the other night. And if you're scratching your head and you're just watching Putin every day and you're thinking to yourself, what is this guy doing? What, 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 what's making him tick? What's the end game? And, of course, every government has people who are there and in place to try to do like psychological analysis of adversaries. And I'm sure those people are very frustrated these days trying to figure out Putin. So a lot of people are like, well, you know, he's another Stalin. And uh, John Heilman, who is a veteran of political coverage and has that show, I think it's on Showtime, he was on, he's like, no, he's not Stalin. And he's not Stalin. He's something else. And and I think he may in some ways be as evil as those as those two were and as and as driven by um, a kind of a sense of kind of grand historical, a place in history that he's trying to reach for now as the restorer of the Soviet Union. But Mike McFaul, the the, the ambassador, former ambassador to, to Russia for the United States, made this point with me on television yesterday. He pointed out, he said, Putin has fought in the following wars, Chechnya in 99, Georgia in 2008, Ukraine in 2014, and Syria in 2015. He's had a lot of experience fighting wars, won them all. I mean, you could, you could say he's a nut. You could also say the guy's fought five wars and won them all, and he, and he thinks he's gonna win again because he thinks the West is weak and divided. And that's my second point, which gets to Mark's thing, the, and, and to something Jen said a second ago. Starting before 2016, did Vladimir Putin decided he was going to engage in a systematic campaign of misinformation, disinformation to try to divide the American people and sow distrust, division uh, within the Republican Party, within our country. He got Donald Trump elected or helped get Donald Trump elected. And now we have a more divided country than we've ever had before. And we have a Republican Party where Donald Trump, Mike Pompeo, uh, that senator who shook his fist. Now the guy guy from Missouri with the little tiny bird bird hands. The bird-handed insurrectionist. (laughs) uh, Josh Josh Hawley. They're all out there there saying at this moment when Putin's thinking about launching a war that's going to kill hundreds of thousands of people, he's really clever. He's formidable. He's doing something really smart here. That is is just exactly, I I was going to say insane, immoral, horrible, but it's also what Putin wanted, and it's what he planned. And to come back to the politics of this, Vladimir Putin has a lot of things on his mind. Land in Europe, his place in history, but also American domestic politics. And this is a test of Joe Biden, and there's no doubt Vladimir Putin would rather see Donald Trump back in the White House in 2024 than Joe Biden be there. And if he can weaken Biden in this process... It's another win for him. He's been winning over and over again. John Hellman with his take on the realities of the situation and this particularly vexing adversary. All right, it was on this date in 1989 that we figured, okay, St. Patrick's Day, where can we do the show from? What would be, what would be a good idea? Let's take the show out to a live St. Patrick's Day broadcast. How about the Hacienda Mexican Restaurant? <laughs> Which is what we did. They thought it was funny too, and they're like, "Sure, come on down." So we set up the show. This was, you know, this was nineteen nineteen eighty nine. The old Breakfast Club on ninety three seven KSD, the classic rock station. And I'm not bragging when I say this. I'm just telling you this again. This is keeping this real. We were immensely popular back then. It's probably the peak of our all time popularity. And we showed up to do that show. 
And like 2,000 people were there. And so now, remember that uh, the guy on the motorcycle in Rock Hill? Remember that guy? I think it was, it was Zamora. What was his name? Officer Zamora. He was the guy that gave you a, a ticket for going 31 and a 30 along there on Manchester Road. Sometimes you'd be going at 29 and you'd be thinking about going 31 and he'd give you a ticket just for what you were thinking. This guy retired a couple of years ago. And, you know, he thought he was in the right. He just thought that, look, the speed limit is 30. If you're going 31, you deserve a ticket because the speed limit is 30. Even though most municipalities will say, all right, you got a 30-mile-an-hour speed limit, we'll give you usually a 5 to 7-mile-an-hour grace area right there. So if it's 30 and you're going 36, we won't crack you. You go 37, we will. But this guy, again, 30 and a half miles an hour, and he'd write you up. And the city of Rock Hill should be ashamed of itself. I've always said that because they preyed on their own citizens to generate revenue for the city. And then who wants to go to a place, in this case, Rock Hill, where they're giving the okay to this? So we set up to do show, and a couple of thousand people show up, and some more gets to work, he gets on his motorcycle, and he's thinking, what the fuck is this? And oh my God, was this guy mad. Oh, my God. We were looking out the window. and He's trying to direct traffic, and nobody was doing anything illegal. He just didn't like the idea that we were doing this and that it was producing all of these cars all over the place. He's harassing the fuck out of people. He was just, he was just a despicable human being. I hated that guy, and I hate the city of Rock Hill for doing it. And I avoid Rock Hill. You don't deserve my patronage. You're going to act like that. You're going to prey on your own area citizens. Fuck you. But boy, it was something else. Wow, was it something else. That's it. I don't feel like talking anymore here on St. Patrick's Day. You enjoy your day. Thursday, March 17th, 2022, 244 days remaining in our American system of government as we have known it. We're here free, absolutely free, every weekday morning at 7 o'clock. If you miss a podcast, don't worry. We archive everything. Email me, jc at jconline.com. Facebook, the showgram with JC Corcoran. We are in the top 10 of all podcasts in the country let's stay there continue to spread the word and on saint patrick's day we take you out with the dublin town ramblers aaron go brawless the dublin town ramblers singing purple haze on their new album to be sure it's time to rock remember this classic I try and 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 I try but I can't get no satisfaction If you'll only say that you'll be mine You'll be mine I'll stay here until the end of time End of time What Kathleen you've got to let me know Should I stay or should I go? She's got a pair of legs, and she knows how to use them. She never ever makes, she knows how to choose them. Order today and you'll receive this second album. I we be rapping now, absolutely free. Oh, Toralorale, Toralorale. Can't touch this. Oh, Can't touch this. Oh, now, ah, to be sure, an operator is standing by.
Corcoran Podcast. 